and welcome to episode 9 of the Knit Actually podcast. I'm Becky, and I'll be your host. Today is Friday, August the 21st, uh, 2015, and I um, have not podcasted in a couple of weeks, but it's been an exciting and fun couple of weeks around here, and I got a lot accomplished knitting-wise, so I am excited to jump in and catch up with everybody. So today's segments include actually finished, actually working, actually hand-dyed, actually stashed, um, actually attending, and actually designing. Lots of stuff going on. I apologize if you can hear in the background noise my piece of paper. Um, Okay, so actually finished. I finished a bunch of stuff over the last couple weeks, which is pretty exciting. Um, The first thing that I finished was a pair of vanilla socks that were some hand-dyed yarn that I... um, I died over Father's Day weekend. So these were um, self-striping, four colors. It was an orange, kind of a royal blue, a dark purple, and um, then a bright pink. And I decided with these socks to try for the first time an afterthought heel. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, I had never done it before. It was a little bit terrifying, um, but then honestly, super simple. Like I was very scared. And then it went really well. Really, the way that people describe it is, if you can knit a toe, you can knit an afterthought heel. And that's exactly what it was. It was a little bit scary picking out the waist yarn. Um, And also, I had looked at a couple of different um, patterns for how to measure um, and do the afterthought heel. And the one that I used was from Lala from the Knit Girls. I will link to that in my um, show notes, but she has um, kind of a free pattern for afterthought heel socks um, on Ravelry, and I'm just trying to open it up really quickly. So the interesting thing was that she really was very conscious about making sure that you understood that the um, afterthought heel itself added some length to the sock. So... um, I want to say that she said, you know, you, you put in the waist yarn and then you basically knit to three and a half, four and a half inches shorter than the length that you want the sock to be. And then you knit the toe and then you go back and you put in the heel. Um, and so let me see what this says. Heel placement, four inches from the desired length. So that made a lot of sense to me because obviously you, um, you do have some length associated with that heel. Uh, and then I happened to find another pattern for um, afterthought heel socks on the Madeline Tosh website. And let's see really quickly if I can find that. But it just sort of said the same thing that patterns usually say about, yeah, shoot, heck, I can't find it. Um, I'll try to link to it. But it basically said, you know, knit to an inch and a half or two inches from the heel. And it didn't take into account that length of the heel. So I went with... The pattern from the Knit Girls, and it worked out perfectly. They fit really great. I'm really happy with um, the way that the heel looks and the way that the heel fits. I do like to knit a gusset and a heel flap, so I feel like when I'm doing self-striping socks, I will use this afterthought heel because I really was happy with how it looked. Um, but for um, variegated or solid socks, I will probably stick with a heel flap. So um, that was a really fun experiment for me. I do have a pair of self-striping 
socks on the needle right now, um, but they are not. Um, I've already got one done, and I did a heel flap for that, so I will do a heel flap for the second. But the next time I knit something self-striping, and I'll actually talk about that in a minute, um, I'm definitely going after thought heel again. So those turned out great. I'm very excited about them. Um, my sock drawer is growing leaps and bounds because I have knit a ton of socks this spring and summer, and so now the weather just needs to cool off so I can wear them. The other thing that I finished was another one of these hand-dyed cowls that I have been working on for Christmas gifts. So this one was some uh, Malabrigo that I got from Dharma Trading Company, and I dyed it with just some leftovers after I had done a bunch of little projects over Memorial Day weekend. So there was some silver gray and some purple pop and um, a bright pink. And I just kind of dyed that up as a variegated. Um, and I wasn't really sure who it was for or what it was going to be. And I started working on it and very quickly realized that it was perfect for my niece, Amelia, who is 10. So um, I knit that up. And I am really happy with the result. And I think she will love it. I can totally picture her um, wearing it all the time. She lives in Minnesota, so it's super cold there. So a wool cowl will get a lot of use from her. So that was great. Um, and then the last two things that I finished are kind of a set. So um, a very good friend of mine from elementary school, she was my very best friend from the second to the fourth grade when I moved to Colorado, um, is having her first baby. And so um, that's very exciting. We're a little late in life for a first child, um, but that almost makes it more exciting to me. So I started, I, I don't know, I started to kind of obsess about really wanted to knit something for the baby. She is a knitter. I knew she would really appreciate the gift. Um, we're kind of just in, you know, Facebook contact at this point. So I wanted to do something special. Turns out like yesterday was her birthday. Um, so I got these done. I put them in the mail today. Um, but I knit a little hat and a sweater for her little boy who is due in November. So they live in Chicago. Um, I didn't knit a one to two year size because I thought that would give the baby room to grow and a baby in Chicago is definitely going to need warm woolen things. So the two patterns that I knit was I knit him a barley hat which is a pattern from the Tin Can Knit Simple Collection and then I knit a little pullover raglan, top down raglan pullover um, from that collection as well. It's called the Flax Sweater. And I knit them both out of Spud and Chloe's sweater. This was yarn I had bought um, for the double knitting class that I took at Yarn Fest. Um, and I was not quite sure what I was going to do with it. And then I decided that it was kind of the perfect base for a baby gift because it's 55% wool and 45% cotton. Um, the wool is super washed. I think this will be machine washable. It's very squishy and very soft and very comfortable. Um, not at all scratchy or itchy, but it's still got a nice wool blend, so the, the cotton didn't bother me when I was knitting with it. So I'm really happy with how it turned out. And I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the Simple Collection from Tin Can Knit. So um, they have a collection on Ravelry. It's eight patterns, and they're really... Um, based for, you know, kind of first things that somebody might want to knit. And it's great. The instructions are great. The sizing is amazing. I, let's see, I knit the hat and the little pullover. And the sizes run 
from like on the hat from a baby size to an adult large. So head circumference from 16 to 23 inches on the hat. And then the sweater, the sizing was crazy. It runs from newborn to 4XL. So there are, let's see, 0 to 6 months, 6 to 12, 1 to 2 years, which is what I did, all the way up to 4XL. So 1, 2, Seventeen sizes on this pattern. Um, so if you were looking to, you know, knit sweaters for your whole family or something, you could do everybody a little matching pullover, and um, and it's sized all the way bottom to top. So I thought that was really cool. Um, the the hat I did in a color called um, manatee. So it's a pale kind of silver gray, really just soft and neutral. Um, and then the sweater, what I did was I did that same manatee gray until it's a top-down raglan. So until I split for the sleeves, and I did just a couple of rounds after I split for the sleeves. And then I switched to um, this really pretty light blue that I had bought. And it, the colorway is Splash. So um, it's just a two-tone pullover, but it's really cute. It's a very simple sweater. The little bit of interest that is on it is um, on each sleeve. There's a garter stitch panel. So that is really cute. And um, they end up like crazy fast. It's like everyone I know should have a baby because then I could knit things and I would feel like, wow, look, I knit a whole sweater. And it only took me a couple of days. But the hat took me, I mean, I think literally like sort of one movie night with the kids. And the sweater, let's see, took me six days. And I did not knit on it all that consistently. So in less than a week, I did the hat and the sweater, and I put those in the mail to Kat tonight. And like I said, yesterday was her birthday, and the baby's due in November. So I'm pretty excited about that whole thing. It was just really um, rewarding and really fun, and I think she's going to love it. I really would recommend if you know anyone who is um, learning to knit or trying to get started, these this simple collection they're all free patterns. I don't know if I said that before. There's a hat, a pullover, a cardigan, a pair of mitts, a blanket, a cowl, socks, and a scarf. And um, so really like anything that someone wants to um, learn or try for the first time, um, it's they've, they've got a pattern. And they've got a pattern in just about any size you want to do. So I had first stumbled across these patterns. Um my son's school does an annual auction every year, and this year I offered up um, an introductory knitting lesson. Um, and sadly, have still not managed to connect with the person who won. We had set up a couple dates, and she had to cancel a couple of times. So, um, But as I was looking for like an actual project to get this person started on, I stumbled across these patterns, and the pattern that we were going to do together was the wheat scarf. So this is a great, like, learn-to-knit pattern. It starts out, it's a free pattern, so I'm not too worried about kind of giving away the secrets of it, but you can really see it, too, if you look, take a look at it. Um, starts out with about three inches of garter stitch and then turns into um, garter stitch with just a little bit of one-by-one -one ribbing. So the nice thing is, if somebody's learning how to knit, they get a little bit of practice. With garter stitch, they do about three inches. They can really, um, you know, get their confidence up and get their knit stitched down. And then there's just a little bit of purling, so just a little bit of practice. And when you look at the scarf as finished, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's got a lot of, like, visual interest. 
it, just that little bit of ribbing really adds something and makes it not just a garter stitch rectangle. So um, I was pretty excited about this for this lesson that I'm going to do. The other thing is, um, so my kids were at camp last week. They go to Camp Chief Ure, which is in Granby, Colorado, and it's part of the YMCA of the Rockies, and it is fantastic. Um, and my cousin, who was our nanny and babysitter this year, is a junior at the University of Colorado, and she went to camp there from the time she was 9 until she was 16. And then last summer, when she was 18, she worked there in the kitchen. Um, and so it's got a real... Um, real warm place in her heart. It's a real special place for her. So when we drove the kids up there, um, my husband and I dropped the kids at camp and then we went to Breckenridge, Colorado for a little vacation for our anniversary for a couple days. So Caitlin couldn't come along. Um, but when it was time to pick them up on Friday, she and I went up and we left my husband home and we drove up to pick up the kids. And while we were in the car, she started to tell me that she had decided to, to pick knitting up again. And so I guess she has a a family member um, where she's from in Massachusetts who had taught her to knit. Maybe even her mom had taught her to knit. I'm, I can't remember exactly. But she had decided to give it a try again. She'd gone to a big box store and bought some needles and bought some yarn and um, was giving it a try. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you have to see this pattern. Like, this will be the perfect first thing for you to knit. So right away I jumped on Ravelry. She had not heard of Ravelry, so that was exciting. And I was showing her the pattern and I emailed it to her, and I just think it's going to be very exciting. I, of course, am immediately, like, flipping out. I apologize if you're hearing some background noise because the cat is rubbing up against the microphone. She's very interested in what's going on at the moment. Um, uh, I immediately jumped ahead to, like, can I give her, do I have yarn in my stash she could have? Do I have needles I should give her? Maybe for Christmas I will dye her some yarn. But anyways, just getting her started on this first pattern I thought was pretty cool. And like I said, there's there's eight free patterns here, and they're very well done. They're very well written. Um, the one complaint, if you could even call it that, that I had um, when I was knitting the sweater was... There's one line of instructions that talks about um, increasing even evenly across the stitches and, um, you know, so that means some math, which is not the end of the world, but occasionally when it says things like that in a pattern, I do screw up the spacing somehow. Um, but it was a tiny little sweater, and I think I had to increase like four stitches, so that was pretty simple to do. And then when I realized there were, what did I say, like 16 or 17 sizes um, available, I realized that, uh, of course, they had to just say do it evenly or else they would have had to put like a whole, I don't know, like spreadsheet in there to tell you exactly how many stitches to do. So um, the sweater came off the needles on Wednesday. I blocked it Wednesday night. I dried it out in the sun um, a little bit Wednesday, a little bit yesterday, and today I ran to the package ship and I put it in the mail. So, very excited. My friend does not know this is coming. I um, found her mom on Facebook and got her address, so it'll just be a complete surprise, and I am super excited. So, that's everything I had finished. Um, so, now we will move on to actually working. I have a bunch of projects that got a little bit of love this time around, so um, lots of exciting things. The main thing that I worked on once I took the uh, baby sweater off my needles 
was my briquette hoodie. Um, and so that is a pattern by Alicia Plummer. I'm knitting that in my Madeline Tosh Tosh DK in the colorway Blue Stowe, which is a beautiful um, blue with, you know, hints of green. It's a Madeline Tosh, so it's got a, it's a really um, interesting color with a lot of depth to it and a lot of, um, you know, even though it's kind of a solid color, it's got a lot of just variation in it. So really happy with it. I have to say that once I put down the Spud and Chloe with the baby sweater and I started working on this again, the yarn is so yummy. And it's very um, silky feeling. So where there's the cotton in the Spud and Chloe that made it very squishy and lofty, this really just slides right through your fingers. And I just keep thinking about how amazing this is going to be to wear. So um, I had managed over the last couple weeks to separate the sleeves and the body on this, and then um, it's just got a little bit of interest where it switches from stockinette to reverse stockinette, um, and also you do some waist shaping. So I'm almost to the point where the whole thing is in reverse stockinette, and then they have you turn it inside out and you knit it. Um, my only complaint about the pattern, there were a couple little things about the pattern where I really had to stop and think, and I felt like um, a less experienced knitter or myself, if I had just not really been paying attention, might have had some problems. So so the way that the, um, the reverse stockinette works, it kind of ends up in a little triangle. And there were just a couple of little things where I really had to stop and kind of stare at the directions and realize that it's not that it's necessarily like errata, but um, at one point it says, you know, you do these decreases and then you knit to the next marker. And it's not really that you knit to the next marker. You kind of work in pattern to the next marker. And so had I, had I just followed the directions very literally, which certainly we've all done, um, I would have ended up with some fairly wonky looking things on my increase rows. But all in all, I'm very happy with the pattern. I really am excited about having this finished object. This is definitely, at the moment, my primary project. So um, I have a couple things, frankly, that I'm dying to cast on, but I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm doing a little travel um, for Labor Day, and I have decided that my goal is to wrap this sucker up for before Labor Day, um, that way maybe it can come on my trip with me in case I need a sweater. And um, then while I'm on that trip over Labor Day, I'm going to bring the true cardigan from Hoagie Locatelli that is um, my Madeline Tosh Long Rider DK in Raspberry Cordial. And I'm going to work on that. And then if I make enough progress on that, then I'll have permission to cast on another sweater. So um, I will talk later about why I am so ants in my pants about casting something else on. Um, but I'm trying to be good. So with that said, that is my primary project. But some other things did get some love um, this last couple weeks since the last time I recorded. I do have another pair of vanilla socks on the needle. I think I talked about that already. Um, this is the light gray, dark gray, um, bright pink, and bright aqua that I had been working on. And so I've got one sock done. The other one I'm working on the leg. I thought I had more of the leg done, but picked up and I had barely more than the cuff. So those got a little bit of love. The leg is coming along nicely. 
Um, I did do a heel flap on the first, so I will do a heel flap on the second. Um, and that will be another set of socks for my drawer. Um, let's see. I worked a little bit on the garter squish blanket, which is supposed to be a wedding gift for my cousin. I'm starting to panic a little bit because um, the wedding is October the 4th. August the 20th. I've cast this on in May. It just really has not gotten enough of my attention. It's just garter stitch, so I should be able to crank it out. But um, I keep working on more interesting things. I really love it, and it looks beautiful. And I, um, I have that on the needles quite a lot today and made some pretty good progress, so I'm happy with how it's turning out. I'm just trying hard not to panic about the deadline. Um, so that's that. The other couple of things that have gotten just a tiny bit of attention, um, I have been working on all these cowls for Christmas. And right now I have two on my needles. So one is a worsted weight um, in a, I think the colorway was peacock blue. And I, this is one of the ones that I cake dyed, so it's kind of a gradient. All I used was the peacock blue. So it goes from a very bright, vibrant blue and then sort of fades off into a lighter it's like a chambray looking blue like it's you know there's little bits of dark blue and little bits of white and it's really pretty no idea who this one is for perhaps my sister-in-law Jeannie but um, I'm kind of gonna let it talk to me when it's finished like I did with the one for Amelia and so that one is coming along nicely um, and then there's another one that has been sitting in my purse and that one is um, a DK weights with some Stellina in the in the yarn and so it is um, a Caribbean blue and a silver gray um, so I kind of cake dyed that one twice and um, it's super cute and I don't know I'm like a third of the way done like I said it's just kind of been in my purse and getting a little bit of love here and there if I didn't have anything else on me at the time um, the last thing that I have done, oh no, I have two more things that I've done a little bit of work on. So, um, Caitlin, my cousin, who has been our nanny this summer, is very special to us. She's really an important member of our family. And I had this brainstorm when I was driving her to camp the other day. So I've been knitting all these socks, and as everybody knows, then you end up with all of these, you know, bits and bobs of sock yarn and People are always looking for things to do. At some point, I may really definitely do a sock yarn blanket. But for now, um, Caitlin is one of these who she likes to wear socks that don't match. And so she um, she does a lot of, like, she'll buy little ankle socks and kind of, like, mix and match them, whatever. Um, and I have been noticing on Instagram, everybody seems to be knitting this summer, these rolls, Rose City Rollers, and I feel like I have plenty of sock yarn that would be enough for me to just, um, just knit one sock, and then I can give her, I don't know, some sort of even number of single socks, and that will be like a fantastic Christmas gift for her. So the first one I cast on is the leftovers of that orange, blue, purple, pink self-striping. And um, I am pretty heavily modifying the actual pattern for the Rose City Rollers. So I will do an inch and a half of stockinette. I cast on 52 stitches. So I've been knitting my own personal socks at 56 stitches. Um, 
and honestly, my like, my gauge is loose, and I'm gonna experiment with 52 stitches. I'm starting to feel like a child size sock, but um, that's what I'm gonna try. So 52 stitches. I'm I'm working an inch and a half in stockinette. Um, I am gonna put an afterthought heel in these because uh, it is self-striping yarn. I want it to look cute for her. And then the pattern as written is for a stockinette foot. Um, and we've talked before about how my stockinette gauge on a sock apparently is totally wackadoo. So I am going to, once I um, get past the point where I put in the waist yarn for the afterthought heel, I am going to work a 3 by one rib across the top of the foot and stockinette across the bottom. So like I said, just some modifications in terms of you know, what I think my personal sock recipe is, but I think it's going to be cute. I think it's going to be fun. And I think my goal is going to be to knit six different socks um, and then give those to her for Christmas. I think she's going to love it. So that is fun. And um, I, I guess I'm hopeful that they'll be super fast too, right? Because it's just basically like a foot. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. The last thing that um, I am working on right now is my children went back to school on Tuesday. I personally do not like that they are back to school in the middle of August. I like having them home, and I wish they were home until Labor Day. Um, but nobody asks me, and the school district <laughs> does not consult the parents when they set the schedule. So they went back to school on Tuesday. My kids attend a charter school, so they don't have a bus. Um, so I drop them off and pick them up every day. Um, I have a little carpool, so like I pick them up three days a week. But that means some sitting in the car. Um, the parking lot becomes kind of a nightmare, so what I tend to do is leave about a half an hour. My house about a half an hour before school gets out. I get over there, I don't know, 20, 15, 20 minutes before it gets out. And then I have a little bit of time where I usually listen to a podcast or I listen to an audiobook, and I um, and I knit. So... Um, I had bought some yarn at the Estes Wool Market. Um, it's an MJ Yarns. Gosh, what the heck is the name of the colorway? Um, it's an MJ Yarns Fingering Weight. My husband picked it out himself for his um, socks that I will give him for Christmas. And so I'm pretty excited about that. And that will be my car line pickup um, knitting for the, for the next little bit here. I must not have this yarn in my stash. So I'm going to have to look this up and put it in the show notes, um, what the name of the color is. I think it's called Cerulean Twilight, something something cool like that. I don't know why it's not in my stash. Um, but the other thing that I am changing up a little bit, again, learning about my gauge, learning about the way that socks fit and how socks fit well, we did do some measurements. My husband's foot when he was home um, last week so that I could get these cast on. And so the pattern that I had originally used, the first several pairs of socks I knit him, um, was a pattern called Mr. Pitt's Socks. And it's just a free Ravelry pattern. And um, he loves them. He loves them, and I knit them for him every year, and they always make him really happy. So that is good news. Um, but the... Pattern is written is a three by one rib and it calls for 80 stitches. And the last pair in particular, although I was knitting them on a size one, and I usually 
knit socks now on a size zero. I just felt like they were, um, they were not quite as fitted as I would like them to be. He doesn't wear them in shoes. He does wear them just kind of like around the house as house socks. But, um, but I did the measurements. I did the math. I'm going to trust Kate Atherley because she's a genius. And I cast on 68 stitches for my husband. So, um, I guess on the one hand, that's great news because that feels like a lot less knitting. Because I always feel like men's socks are like the same as a woman's sweater. Um, hi, sorry for the interruption. Um, my husband is traveling. He was visiting his parents. His father is ill and uh, he's driving now and phone rang. So had to pick that up. So I hope that the uh, interruption was not too bad. Um, especially since I was just complaining about how much work my husband's socks are. But for some reason, I, I always feel like men's socks are like, like three times as much work as a pair of socks for me. And, um, I don't know. I've had all sorts of misadventures with socks that I've knit him for Christmas, um, the last couple of years, but I've got them started. They're in the car, um, working the leg of the first sock and, um, I really like the yarn, so that's good news. It is a slightly different, I think it's a Cormo um, blend um, in the sock yarn, which is not something I've worked with before. Um, it's definitely a different, um, differently spun yarn that I'm used to. I am thankful that my, um, my needles are not splitting the yarn a lot because when I look at it, um, it makes me nervous that the yarn would split quite a bit, um, but so far that that fear has been unfounded. So they are really nice, um, and it's kind of a, a mix of blues. There is like a teal and a royal blue, and I think they're going to look really good. I will do a regular heel flap for these because um, it's not a self-striping yarn, so it does not need an afterthought heel, um, and hopefully they'll fit because we were... Um, so careful about measuring. So that's everything that's on my needles at the moment. Um, actually, hand-dyed is the next thing I wanted to talk about. And I did get out my dye pot um, over the last couple days and do a little bit of work. Um, and so uh, the story there is that I had kind of a bummer week at work. I work in a kind of intense corporate environment um, it's very typical for us to have big restructurings and reorganizations and things like that where I work. I think I've had five managers in the last 10 months. Um, so I'm used to change. I'm used to um, things, you know, getting mixed up and, and switched around and things like that. We went through a big restructuring um, in my organization at the beginning of the year. And I was working for an executive who I really um, enjoyed quite a lot and um, found out on Monday um, that they had restructured us again and that I will not be working for this person anymore. And I was kind of having a big old pity party for myself. I was pretty bummed out about it. I really um, felt like uh, the relationship with her was really um, helping me to grow and to develop. And I feel like I'm at a stage in my career where um, growth and development is really important to me. 
Um, so to have somebody, you know, a little bit take me under their wing and really help um, move me to the next level and move me back into um, a leadership role, which I haven't been in for, for the last couple roles I've had, um, just meant a lot to me. And I was pretty bummed out when I found out that I was not going to be working for her anymore. But she is a fellow knitter. And um, I decided that the right thing to do was as a thank you for everything that she has done for me over the six months or so that I have worked for her would be to dye her some yarn. So she also um, is a sailing enthusiast and I thought it would be cool to dye up some yarn that kind of made me think of water. So what I did was I had the... Um, MCN fingering weight yarn that I bought back in June. I bought 10 skeins of this, and I think the only thing that I've dyed so far were the three colors for my um, Hohilocatelli three-color cowl. So I broke out a skein of that, and I started out by kettle dyeing it with a bright aqua. Um, and so that turned out really pretty. It's a very... Um, I just kind of took a very light hand with that with the dye. There's not a lot of color. It's a real soft, um, subtle, um, bright aqua. And then I broke the yarn up into sections and I did a variegated, um, I did a Caribbean blue and then um, silver gray with kind of a light silver gray and a dark silver gray, and I over-dyed some of the sections. And um, actually, it wasn't silver gray. The name of the color was a new dye I had just bought from Dharma Trading, and it's called Twilight Gray. Um, and so I over-dyed some of the sections with those colors. I left one section with just that, um, that bright aqua, and I'm really happy with how it turned out. It's just a really pretty variegated yarn. I really do feel like it kind of gives the impression of, you know, of water and kind of those differing colors that you might see um, if you're out on a boat. And so um, I was pretty excited about that. And I texted back and forth with my friend today to let her know that the yarn was coming. And then I put it in the mail um, when I mailed off the baby sweater to my other friend today. So I really felt like um, that was just something that cheered me up quite a bit and um, made me really happy. And it was fun to get the dye pot out again and and just experiment a little bit. I haven't done a ton of variegated yarn, and um, it was it was really cool to have a picture in my head of what I wanted the yarn to look like. And when I was done, that that really is the result that I got. So I was pretty stoked about that. And then I had a skein of the Platinum Sock that I had bought that um, I think I soaked in some citric acid and then I caked it up and I was going to um, wind it on my warping board. And then I just haven't had any, any time at all to sit down and actually do that. So tonight um, I wound that up. So I did did wind the warping board a little bit differently. I don't know if winding the warping board is the right term, but um, but I, I, I put the yarn on the warping board a little bit different, so I kind of zigzagged it through the pegs as opposed to the couple times that I had done it before to do a self-striping. I had um, 
you know, kind of wound a certain number of things around two pegs and then moved on to the next one and sort of worked my way back and forth that way, which was pretty labor intensive in a couple of ways. It was pretty challenging to wind and it was extremely challenging once the yarn was done to get it back on there so that I could skein it up without making myself crazy. That's actually the um, the method that I used when I did the, the socks that I'm finishing now that are the gray, dark gray, light gray, blue, and pink. And I wanted them to alternate and I dyed them in the wrong order because it was hard. So anyways, the way that I did it tonight, it really just makes like a big giant loop of yarn, um, which now I have split up into eight sections. I'm going to do gray alternating with four colors. I haven't decided what the four colors are yet. I'm going to make my mind up after I'm done recording. Um, I was going to do something Halloween-ish. I had been thinking about like a bright green and a purple because I love that and kind of a Halloween yarn. But as the day has gone on today, I don't know. I may just kind of go up and dig in the bin and come up with something I think will be pretty. So I do think it'll be um, alternating. I'm probably going to use that twilight gray um, and then four bright colors and we'll see how it turns out. But I can already tell that this will be like substantially easier to skein back up when I am done. And um, I felt like winding it onto the warping board went a lot faster with this method as well. So hopefully the dyeing of it won't be like a whole nightmare, but I guess you guys will hear about that one way or the other um, the next time I record. So moving on, actually stashed. I, um, boy, did I get some yarn <laughs> since I talked to you guys the last time. So a couple of things. I, um, I got my yarn, my last set of yarn from the Magnolia Society um, Summer Yarn Club. So you guys might remember that one of the last times I recorded, I was back from my vacation and I got the July yarn club yarn and the sweater club yarn at once. So that was amazing. Um, this past week, I got the August yarn shipment. Um, and so this is a Madeline Tosh Limited Super Soft DK. And again, you'll remember if you've listened before that they do inspiration pictures, everybody gets to vote, and you get to um, kind of get some surprise yarn in the mail. I had picked the um, Neo Hippie as the inspiration photo, and once again, the photo that I liked was the one that got the most votes, so that was exciting. It was like a girl in a black top, and she had these brightly colored pants on. And most of the yarns have been a real, like, variegated yarn this time. Um, and I've been happy with them, um, but this one is more of a tonal, and I love it. Like, I want to, like, roll around on the floor on this yarn or something. It's so pretty. It's a bright pink, and so there are just then, like, lighter sections, um, but the primary colors is just, like, super bright pink, and I think it is fantastic. The name of the color is Boulder. And I live in Boulder County, so that just makes me feel like this personal connection to this yarn. And I'm pretty much, like, obsessed with it at this point. So um, I mentioned earlier that I have made myself a promise that I will work on my briquette um, before I 
cast on anything new. So my goal is to finish the briquette before I leave for Labor Day, work on the true sweater, and then give myself permission when I'm back from my Labor Day trip to cast on something um, in this super soft DK. It's just it's just so pretty, and I love it so, so much. So I've been looking at um, options for what I want to do with that yarn, and I think I've got a couple of pretty great choices here. So um, let's see. I think I favorited like eight, eight patterns that I wanted to take a look at, so I'll just run through them really quickly in sort of the order that I think they are. Um, the first one is a pullover called Lori, and this is by a, um, a designer named Josie Paquin, and it is, it's just a really cute textured pullover. I think it's got an asymmetrical hem. It's got a boat neck, which I really like a boat neck, so, um, I think that could be a lot of fun, and that is definitely my top contender um, at this point. A couple of the other ones, the Grandpa Cardigan from Hohi Locatelli. Kind of a sucker for anything Hohi Locatelli. I like that one a lot. There's a Tin Can Knits pattern called Prairie Fire. Um, and this is another one that is um, available from size 0 to 3 months all the way up to 4XL. It's a pullover. And it's got this really cute lace pattern on the front. It kind of starts at the nape of your neck and then works out in like a, I guess you'd call it a triangle, not a diamond, but there's kind of a triangular and then the sleeves come out. And so that is super cute. That would look really cute in this particular yarn. So that one is definitely a contender as well. There's an Alicia Plummer pattern um, that is called the Campside Cardi. And I like the look of that one a lot as well. It's got a really interesting, I guess it's lace, um, on the back. Just a really cute, I mean, there's some eyelets, and it's it's really pretty. Um, it looks like maybe it's actually all over the back from about where the sleeves split off. But um, that one has a lot of potential. There is one called... I think it's called Trick, T-R-I-C, and um, that is a really cute cardigan that then has this very cute, like, ribbed pleat in the back, so it kind of opens up, and that one is another that I'm very interested in, and then there was a sweater called the Lady Shenley. The only thing I don't like about this one is it's a V-neck, um, and so I'm not sure I would love it, but it's got pockets in the front, which is cute. It's got a very cute cable down the sleeve. Um, so there's some elements of that one that I like. But like I said, this Lori, it's just a very, it just looks comfy and cozy. And um, it's it's got some interest, you know, in terms of the stitch pattern. So that's my leading contender. And I just need to get knitting on these other projects so that I can give myself permission to cast that on. Um, so that is the first thing that I stashed. But <laughs> um, every year, I every year this happens to me, that I get yarn and then I end up getting more yarn. Um, Eat Sleep Knit, I think I've talked about before, they are one of my favorite places to buy yarn online. Excellent customer service. They have a lovely selection of 
um, hand-dyed and hand-painted yarns. And um, we are at the time of year where Madeline Tosh is discontinuing some of their colorways. So I could not pass it up. It's all 15% off, and 15% off Madeline Tosh makes me a happy girl. So I spent an afternoon on some conference calls adding and taking away yarn from my shopping cart. I think at one point I had almost $600 worth of yarn in my shopping cart. But I showed some restraint. I did not buy $600 worth of yarn. Um, I did buy five skeins of Madeline Tosh. So what I tried to do was be a little bit strategic about what I was putting in my cart. I tried out some bases that I do not have. And then I, I just sort of had some fun with the colors. Um, so I think these will end up being a lot of little accessories, maybe some hats. There's a Hoagie Locatelli cowl that I think I might, um, well, I already have one of them on the needles. I haven't looked at it in a while. Um, and I thought it might make a great gift. So I ended up with a skein of Madeline Tosh Sport um, in a color that was called Hachera. I am not sure how you pronounce that, to be honest with you. But it's a really pretty um, purpley blue. It's a pale color and I like that a lot and so that one may end up being a hat. Then I ended up with a Madeline Tosh Tosh Merino DK and the color on this one is Grenadine and it is sort of pinks mixed with grays. There's some hints of brown and purple but it's a real pretty just kind of variegated. I'm really excited about this one. Almost definitely also going to be a hat. I don't know what hat yet. Um, and then I ordered a skein of Madeline Tosh Pashmina. Colorway on this one is a Victorian Gothic. So it's a very, very dark sort of pewter, you know, almost black, but definitely still gray color. And um, so like I said, this is probably going to be um, maybe a Hohi Locatelli cowl. Let me see if I can find it really quickly. Find you guys the name. The Retreat Cowl. So that's a DK weight um, pattern that she did, and it's really cute. Just a very simple, um, I wouldn't call it ribbed, but it's like garter stitch alternating with stockinette, and then there's some lace interest at the top. I have a skein of pashmina in my um, stash, and um, that I, I just kind of cast it on. It's a provisional cast on. Um, but I might knit another one of those and uh, given the color, I can imagine myself getting a lot of use out of that. So we will see. Um, and then I got some Madeline Tosh sock. The color that I got there was Volga. I don't know if I will knit socks with this or if I will knit something um, else with it, but it's blues um royal blue, navy blue, kind of a light blue, um, and I really like this particular colorway. This was one that I was kind of bummed they were discontinuing because it's one I've had my eye on for a while, so I made sure I swooped up something in that color. And then um, the last skein was a skein of Madeline Tosh Vintage, which is just one of their worsted weight. I think it's a super wash, and um, the color that I got there was magenta, and I always think of magenta as being a little bit like purpley pink. This is definitely just like purple, but it's beautiful. And I was a little bummed out because then when I got it, 
in my hands, I was like, I love this very much. I think I need more. And of course it was all gone. So, um, not sure what it will be, but it will probably be something for me, maybe some mitts or something might be a good thing to do with that. Um, I don't have a good pair at the moment of worsted weight mitts. So one of these will probably end up being some mitts, maybe the purple cause I love it. So, um, so that was some fun and I was proud of my restraint. My restraint, however, is waning. <laughs> so, um, Here's the deal now. Today I got um, notification from Eat Sleep that they do this yarn lotto, which is super fun. I mean, they really they have great customer service and they really do some fun promotions. Their yarnathon is great, and I always participate in that and have a lot of fun. Um, but they also do this yarn lotto, so you place your order, it comes in the mail, and you get like a little scratch card. And I have won all sorts of things, like five dollars off here, five dollars off there, or um, recently I won a little project bag that I really thought was very cute. And, um, so they just have all kinds of great stuff. Um, and, uh, through their site, so a couple things, today's like double lotto ticket, um, day. And some people apparently could get up to a hundred dollars or no, I'm sorry, up to five lotto tickets. And then the lotto tickets can be up to a hundred dollar store credit, which is crazy. So, you know, there's that temptation, first of all. And then I found out via the site that Madeline Tosh is um, actually retiring one of my favorite bases, which I'm kind of bummed out about. So um, the base that uh, they are retiring is the Pashmina Worsted. So the Pashmina I was talking about before is a DK weight, and it's... Um, gosh, it's not showing up here. I think it's a 75% superwash... 10% uh, silk, 15% cashmere. It's a really lovely yarn. Um, and I I have a sweater that I knit in this yarn. My Rocky Coast cardigan is this particular yarn in the whiskers colorway. And I have a couple of hats that I've knit in this. So I have a really cute hat that I knit myself last year in the grasshopper colorway. I have a color, I think it's called Lazarin that I, um, I started a hat with last year. So it's a base that I really love. I have two sweater quantities of it in my stash right now. The colors that I have are Clematis um, and some more whiskers. And so part of me feels like I, I've had these in my stash for a while. I, I know which sweaters I want to knit with them. I think I will have enough yarn. I'm freaking out a little bit about, gosh, what if it goes away and I can't get any more? So I'm considering buying one more skein in each of those colors. And then, you guys, it's so much yarn. Um, I have my eye on a color of theirs that I love that is called Vishnu. And it's this beautiful purple. It's purpley blue. And I love it. And every time I have like a coupon or there's some sort of Madeline Tosh sale, I always, 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 this is the yarn that I want. Um, so it's in my shopping cart. I don't think I'm going to buy it today, which means I'll miss out on the double lotto ticket daily. I'm also far enough along in the yarnathon that the someone I have in my cart right now, if I just bought 400 yards more yarn, 
which I could do pretty easily. I could throw some more sock or something in my cart. Um, I'd get a $20 gift card, you know, which feels like free yarn. I hope you didn't hear the cat arguing with me just there. Um, but I'm going to yarn along the Rockies tomorrow. So it feels like a bad idea to spend money on yarn tonight. So hopefully these yarns will stick around. The Tosh goes fast when it's on sale. And this is a beautiful base. I would definitely say um, if you love some Madeline Tosh, go check out. Because it's every single color. They're discontinuing the base. And there are some colors that I was looking at today where they have quite a bit in stock. There are definitely sweater quantities in some beautiful, beautiful colors. Um, and, of course, I just want to buy all, all the yarn. All the yarn. Um, so, I don't know. Hopefully I'll show some restraint. Um, I have not purchased that yet, anyways. Um, and then the last thing that came up on my, like, Facebook today that was making me a little bit crazy was, um, the Neighborhood Fiber Company Sweater Club. So you'll remember if you listened last time, I just signed up for another round of the, um, Madeline Tosh Magnolia Society Sweater Club, and I love it, and I'm super excited about the colors I picked, but now I've never knit with anything from Neighborhood Fiber Company, and it's tempting. People talk about it all the time. It's supposed to be a great yarn. Um, the club feels pretty reasonable. It's for the size that I would want to make sure that I had enough to make a... Um, to make a sweater, um, I it's $55 a month, which is not very much. The Outer Loop Sweater Club, see when I look at it as a pay and fill, it sounds like a lot of money, $528. But that's three sweater quantities, and it's broken up over six months. So that's another thing. It's been up on my browser all day. I'm certainly not going to do it today. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to show restraint and not order any yarn until I'm done with the yarn along the Rockies because maybe I will find my dream yarn and I will not want to have blown my whole yarn budget on things on the internet. So wish me luck, you guys, because it's tempting and, and it's all beautiful and um, I don't know. I just want all the yarn. So that is it for actually stashed. Um, the next thing I was going to talk about is actually attending. So um, the first thing is we did just finish here in Colorado. They had hot August knits. I was a little bummed out on the timing of that. I kind of got a little mixed up and thought this was the same as Yarn Along the Rockies, and it was not. So, unfortunately, the only thing that I made it to um, during um, hot August knits was my local yarn store. Um, so I went to the Longmont Yarn Store. It's a beautiful store if you're in um, Colorado and you get a chance to drop in there. Gail, the owner, is lovely. Great service. Um, they're always very friendly. She's always inquiring about my projects. Honestly, I tend to buy a lot of yarn from other sources. I buy, you know, I'm in these clubs, or I'll buy yarn from Eat Sleep Knit a lot of times because there are brands I like that, um, that Gail doesn't always carry in the store. Um, but she's fantastic, and she's my go-to when I need needles, for sure. So um, during the yarn call, I, I did manage to pop in there, um, I think, on the Saturday, before I took the kids up to camp. Um, 
I decided that I wanted some new needles for these baby projects that I was working on, and I didn't have quite what I was looking for um, in my supply. So she carries the Knitter's Pride Carbons needles, which are my go-to needles. Definitely my go-to sock needles. I think I bought another pair of size zero sock needles from her. And I have a lot of pairs of size needle zero socks needles that I bought there. But but I love them. Um, my sock needles tend to travel a lot. They tend to live in my purse or live in a project bag or sit on the couch or whatever. And I've had, you know, wooden needles break. I had terrible luck with some nitpicks wooden needles that I loved very much the look of. And I kept snapping. One time I snapped them casting on. And they'll replace them, but after a certain point, it, I just got tired of being like, oh, I destroyed another pair of these, so will you please replace them? The carbons, I've also um, also had some other nice, like, metal needles that, I don't know, one of the children sat on and bent it. And so, um, anyways, misadventures with needles. So these carbon needles feel, to me, indestructible. I have yet to manage to destroy a pair of the carbons needles. And... Um, they have metal tips, which I really like, and then they, they're just nice and smooth. Joints are beautiful. They are my go-to. So I think I had decided at some point that I needed another pair of sock needles. Maybe that to cast on my husband's socks. And then also I needed a size 6 needle for the baby sweater, and um, all my size 6s were tied up in other projects. I didn't want to pull them out. So I... Um, I decided that, that was a worthwhile trip down to the Longmont Yarn Store. So I popped in, and um, she did not have any regular circulars um, in a size 6 in those needles, but she did have the interchangeable tips. And um, so I bought some interchangeable tips and a, and a long cord for those. The cords were like 250 which seemed like a great deal. Um, the tips were, I thought, reasonably priced, and... Um, I don't know, you guys, I think I need a pair of these, or like a set of their interchangeables for Christmas. Right now I have two sets of interchangeable needles, both from Knit Picks. I have their, like, regular, I think they're stainless steel. Um, and then a couple years ago they came out with those wooden ones that are the Caspian Blue, and I'm obsessed with that color, if you haven't noticed already. So I have a set of those, and I love them. Um, but girl can always use more needles, right? And those carbons really, they're my favorite thing to knit with. So... Um, so that was all I managed to do there, um, but I did feel good that I at least got in there um, to support them during the yarn crawl, and there are some other stores I really wished I had gotten to that I think I've decided I just need to make the time to get up to My Sister Knits in Fort Collins and also the Loopy U um, and just uh, get up there and check those out when it is not the yarn crawl. So, tomorrow is the first day of Yarn Along the Rockies. I'm pretty excited. I've been planning for this for quite a while. Um, so, I'm going to start out in Boulder. And there are a couple of um, stores in Boulder that I'm going to check out. I have lunch plans tomorrow morning. Well, tomorrow, like midday, I guess, lunch, right? Um, and so, the stores open up at 10. And the first one I'm going to go to is... Uh, Gypsy Wools in Boulder, and then I may pop into Shuttles, Spindles, and Skeins. Um, that is the biggest yarn store that is close to me, so nothing new there, although I haven't been into Shuttles in a while, um, 
and my knitting's come a long way, probably since the last time I was in there. So I may, um, I may pop into shuttles. It'll depend on how much time I spend at the first store and, um, and all of that. And then there is a store called Mew Mew's Yarn Shop. And that's in Lafayette, Colorado. Um, and that's at 95th and Arapahoe, which is kind of on my way home. So I think what I will do is that may be my last stop of the day. Um, and I thought I had like this really great plan, you guys, for like what I was going to do and where I was going to go. I have it all written in my notebook here and I was going to print out the instructions. But then tonight I was on Instagram and one of the independent dyers that I follow on Instagram and like a lot is the Lemonade Shop. And the other day she posted this gorgeous picture of some um, white yarn. She does these great, it's like worse than white yarn, and there's just like, like little splashes of color. So she's got one, it's called like Bad Day, I think, and it's dark gray, and then there's just like, rainbow. It's beautiful and I love it. And um, so she posted one the other day and it was clearly Bronco colors. It was white and then there was a blue and orange. And somebody commented on the photo, well, like, well, she's from Colorado. And I was like, what? Colorado? I need to check this out. And then tonight she posted that she's having an open house tomorrow. She was talking about the um, the yarn crawl and the fact that her yarn is available um, at Fancy Tiger, which is my absolute favorite um, yarn store. But I, I might make the haul all the way down to Castle Rock, which is about an hour and a half south of my house. So in the morning, I'm going to do the Boulder stores. In the afternoon, after my lunch with my friends, I think I'm going to haul it down to Castle Rock. Um, there is another stop in Castle Rock. Um, there's a store called um, Stash, so this is not somewhere that I will be, like, going on a regular basis because it's really far away from me, but I am probably going to go ahead and, and try to make the most if I'm going to drive all the way down there, um, so we will see. Uh, and then there were some other shops I wanted to... Um, to check out as well. So yarn along the Rockies, the dates are um, August 22nd to the 30th. So next Saturday, I also do not have plans. So some of these I could kind of re-swizzle and I could yarn crawl two Saturdays in a row. Um, but some of the other things that were on my list, in addition to the Boulder stores, there's a shop called Tea for You, um, E-W-E, right? Like you, like sheep. And that just looked so cute. They have a little patio, and you get tea, and I'm a little obsessed with that one. So that is one that is definitely on my list. Um, the other one that seemed, there's a whole sort of clustering of them that seemed to be right together. So... Um, Bags by Cab, that is a store that pushed, they were Instagramming like crazy, um, and so I would like to check them out. I'd like to pop into Fancy Tiger, um, and then there were a couple others on my list. Like I said, they're all kind of clustered right together there in Denver. So there's Lamb Shop, I Love Knitting, and Fabric Bliss. So that 
is my goal for the day tomorrow. We will see how successful I am in um, in getting to any of those. Um, and if I decide that I have to bail out on some of them, I probably will just push ahead and, and get down there next Saturday. So, wish me luck. Um, I, I am not sure how much yarn I will buy in any of these stores. Fancy Tiger and this Fabric Bliss, I definitely... I'm interested in maybe picking up some small quantities of fabric um, to make some project bags. But also, if I could just find some project bags, that would probably be on my list for things I want to purchase. Um, so that um, is one of the things I would like to look for. The other thing that I um, kind of have on my list is I really would like a new... Knitting Naughty. Uh, the one I have was sort of a cheapy one that I got. And I use it a lot now. And so I think I would like to maybe look for a new one. And I thought like maybe just some notions or buttons or stitch markers or things like that. Maybe I could make some just small purchases in lots of different stores. And that way um, check things out. And then maybe come home and, I don't know, like binge on Tosh. <laughs> discontinued yarn. So we'll see. I um, My plan is to get down there and check out as many of these stores as I can. Like I said, it may extend out into next weekend, but, um, but then I'd like to record again pretty quickly and let you guys know what I think of these different stores. So pretty exciting. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I'm kind of bummed out. Um, I was hoping to do some of this with my friend Jen, and she's not available. And then um, Emily from the Knitting Butterflies podcast had posted on the Ravelry group to let, you know, that I should let her know if I was going to any of these. So that maybe we could catch up, and work has been hideous, and I, I never got around to doing that. And I would really like to meet her. I enjoy her podcast a ton. So um, maybe I'll have time this week to reach out and see if she's doing anything next weekend. Um, but that's my plan for tomorrow, and I am pretty excited about that. Um, in terms of other things that I may be attending, I am still considering going to the Salida Fiber Festival. Um, that is September 12th and 13th in Salida, Colorado. And so that um, is something I'm still really thinking about. There were a couple of things that I um, participated in or am planning to participate in. And I wanted to talk about those a little bit. I did um, participate in Stash Dash. I bit off a little bit more than I could chew, and I also screwed up the dates. So I had it in my head for some reason that Stash Dash ran through the 24th of August, and it did not. It ran through the 14th, I think, of August. So um, so I cut myself short by about 10 days. I do think I would have hit 3,000 meters if, um, if I'd had just even just a couple more days to go. But... Um, I was really kind of just in it for the fun. I had signed up for the 5,000. I really thought that I would get this stinking blanket done. Um, I would have only been able to count sort of half the yardage because it's yarn held double and that doesn't count in Stash Dash. Um, but that probably would have pushed me over. Um, but I thought 3,000 meters in the course of the summer, given how busy I have been, was pretty impressive. And it's not like, like I didn't knit more than 3,000 meters. Um, I just didn't finish more than 3,000 meters. 
This was my first year for Stash Dash, so next year I suspect I will be more strategic. And um, I'm going to push and try to do that 5,000 meters again next year. So wish me luck. The other thing that I um, that I signed up for the other day that I am looking forward to is um, Boston Jen from the Downseller Studio podcast, which is one of my favorites um, that I just discovered this summer, is doing this really fun knit-along called the Pigskin Party. And so it's a um, football, obviously, related podcast or contest. It runs from uh, the beginning of football season in September through Super Bowl Sunday. And um, she's got all sorts of, like, fun rules and um, ways that you earn points. And then the points make you eligible to be entered for prizes. And I think it sounds like a lot of fun. And I spend a lot of Sundays um, watching football with my 12-year-old and knitting. So I think this could be just a fun way to um, to jump in. So if you um, are interested in something like that, check out uh, the Ravelry group for the Downseller Studio podcast. And um, I don't know, could be a great time. So there were just a couple of other things that don't necessarily fit into a segment that I wanted to talk about. First one is the contest. So I am running a contest in the Ravelry group um, for the podcast. And so it's pretty simple, guys, but there have not been a lot of entries. So to the folks who have entered, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, the basic idea is jump on the Ravelry group. Um, you have to be a member of the Ravelry group. And just let me know what your favorite colorway is. Um, what's your favorite yarn to knit? Um, and then I will use a random number generator on September the 15th. And um, I will uh, dye that person some yarn. I'm going to dye up a skein of MCN Worsted yarn, yarn um, in your favorite color. So I had kind of put in there like, hey, bonus points for a picture. I'm worried that maybe that's like people are feeling pressured or they don't have time to go look up a picture, whatever. Um, this is meant to be fun and to kind of get some conversation going in the Ravelry group. So please just enter. Um, I would love to give away some yarn to somebody. So um, thank you again to those who have entered and good luck to everyone. And please go ahead and check it out. The last thing that I wanted to talk about today was um, a book that I am pretty excited about. I do not have a copy of it yet. This is a book that is released. Oh, gosh, did it come out? For some reason, I was thinking this book came out in September, so this might be a book that I have to order right away. Um, came out on August the 7th. So this is a book by Kate Atherley who is the technical editor for Knitty Magazine, and she was the teacher of two of the classes I took at Yarnfest. And she's lovely, and she's kind of a genius. Um, so the name of the book is Custom Socks Knit to Fit Your Feet. And um, I just learned so much from her um, when I took her class. And... So there's all sorts of patterns. The Knit More Girls did a review of um, 
this book in their latest episode. Um, I'm in a little bit of knit more withdrawal because Jasmine had her beautiful baby boy, and so I think we are six weeks with no knit more girls. Um, but they in the in the last episode before their maternity leave break, um, they did review this book and they had great things to say about it. So. Um, the book is available on Amazon for $16.79. It seems to me like a great um, value. I am super excited about it. I literally might order it right this minute um, and then give you guys a little more detail on it the next time that I podcast. But if you are interested in sock knitting, if you enjoy sock knitting, um, if you've had problems with sock knitting, when my friend Jen and I took the class, um, she had never yet knit a pair of socks that fit her, and the socks she knit afterwards she loved, and they fit her fantastically, and she was super excited. So Kate Atherley is a genius. Um, I would just encourage everybody to check out the book because um, I just enjoyed her class tremendously. So uh, that was really it today. The only other thing that I wanted to mention um, is I did publish a new pattern, and I I kind of had forgotten that I had even got out there and done that. But um, I did publish a cowl pattern over the last couple weeks. This is a cowl that I knit myself last winter, and it is my um, absolute go-to cold weather accessory. Um, I named it the Adelaide Cowl. I'm trying to use um, names of places in Colorado when I name patterns, Um and it's just a $4 pattern on Ravelry. Uses a bulky weight yarn. Um, I knit it in Madeline Tosh Home. And the color that I used was called Mandala. This was a yarn club yarn that I got um, a while back. Takes just 330 yards of yarn. And it's very much a cowl that you could either wear, you know, long so that it hangs down your whole torso and keeps you warm. Or I tend to wear mine wrapped double. And it gives me a lot of nice um, warmth at my neck. Again, here in Colorado, a lot of times um, I can get away with just a nice thick sweater instead of an actual jacket. Um, but if it's a little bit chillier, I will throw this cowl on, and I love it. And last year we had a crazy cold snap in, like, right around New Year's. And I basically lived in this thing for about a week while it was freezing, freezing cold here. It's nice and thick and squishy, and um, I don't know, I think it's really pretty. So if you're interested, check it out. Um, I would be willing to let a couple people test knit it um, and give you the pattern for free if you're looking for something to knit for a fall accessory. So message me on Ravelry. It's Becky-Kelly. Um, is my Ravelry name, and if you're interested in a copy of the pattern and willing to test it for me, I would be psyched to have somebody do that. So let me know. That is it for this week. Like I said, guys, my plan is to be back to you pretty quickly and to update you on all the fun I have at Yarn Along the Rockies. Um, in the meantime, if you want to connect with me, I do have a Ravelry group um, started for the podcast. I'm brainstorming some ideas about how to get conversations going and really try to get a little more um, activity and interesting stuff going on there. So stay tuned. Um, you can follow the podcast on Facebook or you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and it's just Knit Actually Podcast. So thank you very much to everybody who listens. Thank you so much to everyone who sends um, nice comments to me either via Ravelry or 
Instagram or comments on Facebook, anything like that means the world, and I appreciate you guys. Um, I really missed doing this these last couple weeks while life has been busy, and I'm, I'm happy to be back today. So thank you. Have a great day, and I appreciate you hanging out. Bye-bye.